On this episode, we speak with the head of T-Pain's operations, Nicolette. She joins us live from Mexico City, and we talk about artist management, um, T-Pain's podcast, his Twitch success, the importance of communication and listening in the music industry, and she shares a lot of stories of working with artists throughout the years. So tune in. This is an amazing episode. Please, please, please pay attention. This is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. So uh, where are you at right now? You're in Mexico City? I am in Mexico City. Yes. Nice and sweet down here. I got a quick question before we get into all the nappy boy and T-Pain and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, how is Mexico City? Like, have you have you met any local artists that you fell in love with or anything? There's a few down here, but I'm not going to lie. I've been very strict with like COVID and quarantine. So I have not left my apartment a whole lot. Um, and the vaccines down here are not flowing like they are in the U.S. So I am still not vaccinated. So... I really don't leave my apartment that much. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Try respect the virus. Yeah, this is a PSA about the vaccine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I hope you get the vaccine soon for sure. Um, but yeah, I want to talk to you about so much. And I, I want to just start with, you know, music management in general. Um a lot of people listen to the podcast and tune in, whether it's auto, audio or video. There are a lot of times emerging artists or managers trying to figure it out or get their first win in the books or just learn from people like yourself. And mm-hmm. I wanted to know if there's any like high or low that you want to talk about just in with management in general. You know, I know, especially with someone like you and T-Pain right now, it's like you guys are doing so much. So I expect that there's maybe highs and lows each each day each week I don't know god yeah there's a lot I mean I should start off by saying like as far as T-Pain and you know working for him technically I'm the head of his operations and you know he says and we all agree he's self-managed in a way okay we are, like there's myself and Lowe's which shout out to Lowe's he is I cannot do this without him he is our core but um you know he we do management functions for pain And we, you know, list out the pros and cons. We vet the opportunities. But at the end of the day, he says if he wants to do do something or not, he he makes his own decisions. We'll always give our opinions, but we leave that to him. And I think, you know, that doesn't always work for everyone or every artist, but for Payne specifically, that's what I think he has needed for the past 10 years is someone to really just let him be in control of his decisions and make his decisions or like him make his decisions for himself. Um, but as far as whew, highs and lows, whew, let's go. <laughs> highs, <laughs> highs, I would say, you know, it's when we're winning, you know, when we're being recognized, when we're reaching, we always set, you know, goals internally for ourselves of what we want to reach and what we consider success for us. And I think that's important to manage expectations. But uh, so far, you know, we've been checking a lot of those off the list. And that is the ultimate high in a way, Uh, as well as, you know, fans as well. I think fan reactions to things that we are putting out in the world 
is an ultimate high. Uh, at the end of the day, this is going to sound super cheesy and cliche, but any artist that accepts an award, you know, they're like, I can't do this without my fans. It's, yeah. it's really the same for the people that work for the artist. We can't have this job if it's not for people liking what's being put out there. So I think that's like one of the cool, coolest things about this job is that. Um, when it comes to lows, oof. management itself, I would say it's a lifestyle. It's not a job. You blur a lot of lines. <laughs> um, and why I say that, it's like, you know, you are sacrificing a lot of your personal life for this position. You're essentially on call 24 seven. Um, you work on weekends, you work on holidays, you are at dinner with your friends and you have to get up and take calls. And that can be tough sometimes, but it's kind of what you already know and sign up for, I think. Um, what else as far as lows? Well, There's not no, too many. I mean, yeah. stress. Oh my God, sure. <laughs> stress, and I feel like, you know, it's it's stressful in a certain way. It's stressful in the way where it's not like, oh my God, I have so much work. I'm so stressed out. At least not for me personally. It's stressful in the sense of if you really think of this job that you're doing, you're in charge of someone, someone else's career, someone else's life. And, you know, me personally or other people in my positions, we can go walk and get another job tomorrow if we wanted to. I could quit walk away from pain, go get another job, I'll be fine. But an artist can't really do that if we're being like truthfully honest. They can't just like, I'm so sorry if you hear that bell in the background. Mexico has a million different sounds. Can you hear it? Or is it okay? I love the background sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, an artist can't really do that. I, they can, but it's way harder. You're not going to see, you know, I'll use pain obviously for a reference. But you're not going to see him sitting working a nine to five job. Yeah. You're just not. So it, it is, it can be stressful when you look at the overall picture. And I think, you know, making sure you're taking the job seriously enough to make sure the artist is getting what they actually deserve. Yeah. I love, I love a lot of, I love a lot of what you just said. Um, I'll start with the, uh, how you said that you're part of the team. Right. And I, I've come across <laughs> that. I've come across that multiple times. And I think that's an important thing to share with people is that, you know, some artists operate and they don't necessarily say, I have a quote manager. They have mm -hmm. a team. Mm -hmm. It's really it's really like when you're getting into the music industry, you got to add value and figure out how you bring value and do that. You don't need a title that says one thing. It's like you have to, you have to bring value to the table or else what are you doing? That's what I always say. I'm like, I you can literally call me whatever you want. I'm going to make sure I do what I need to do. And I don't think, you know no matter what your title may be, say manager, head of whatever, I will still pick crap off the floor if I have to. <laughs> like, I don't care. We do whatever we have to do to get the job done and make sure the artist is happy and they're, you know, feeling comfortable with everything that's going on. Because it, it's weird to me when people get to either, you know, a certain level and they think they're above doing the smaller work or, you know, you don't recognize who else you have on your team. And like you said, adding value, that's really all you have to do to, I think, push forward in this industry. 
and grow and respect yourself. You know, like, if you don't add value, what are you doing for your personal life anyway? You know, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And, and then speaking about some highs and lows, I know you're experiencing a lot of both because you know, the, the new song, I like that is it's kind of going crazy, you know? And, and I was actually just talking to someone else today about it. And we were saying how you guys are having a big moment in a lot of ways, not even, not even just music, but in a lot of ways, you, your team, T-Pain, like you're all having a moment. And so I guess I just want to touch on how you guys are going about, are you doing anything different now that it's 2021 and like T-Pain is like having this moment and you said T-Pain's really in charge of a lot of his career, you know, a lot of decisions. And I don't know if it was like that years ago, but are you guys doing anything different now? Like I saw you did Jimmy Kimmel and I, I assume that was really different being COVID times. And then yeah. you guys are dropping the music video for the song. Like, like what, what's different about this round? Yeah. You know, what I think it is, is, uh, paying myself for somewhere else prior to this about, a. Right. It was last year, last year. Yeah. January of last year, we broke out on our own um, and assembled a team. So it's him, myself, one other person. And then we recently hired, you know, two people that are helping run the company with us. But that's what's different. Prior to this, you know, there's always been official managers involved or you know, labels involved. He's fully independent now uh, as an artist. He owns his masters finally. And I think that kicked off last year. COVID was, weirdly enough to say, a blessing in disguise. It gave us time to really sit as this was happening as a team when the world wasn't moving and build our plan and like how we wanted to position ourselves in the world moving forward, you know, as a team. And a lot of it is, you know, he is extremely hands-on now. He wasn't, it, it's not that he wasn't in the past, but I don't think, you know, he was always given the opportunity to be because yeah. things were just moving so quickly all the time that maybe he wasn't in the right headspace, the right team wasn't in place for him to run things, but it, it's really him now, you know, he's a marketing genius within himself. Look at the DM stuff that video he created by himself without us saying anything. And he just texted to us and we're like, where did you come up with this? <laughs> where? <laughs> yeah. That video so, was pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, what's different this time around. He's in charge. He's happy. He's, you know, in control. He's doing what he wants to do. And the team we have in place now is incredible. And we're literally there just to facilitate his ideas and his dreams and add to his ideas to make them, you know, maximize them even more. It's not necessarily that we're dictating to him what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. I love that. I love that. And it obviously works. So, yeah. Um, you know what I got to say? T-Pain and your team, you guys are doing something really unique because he's, like you said, he's having so much fun and you could tell, mm -hmm. but he's, he's doing two things that a lot of artists are too afraid to do many things, but two, I want to talk about, he's doing Twitch really mm -hmm. well and he's doing yeah. a podcast and it's like, you know, any, any artist could do those things, but I think too many people are afraid to even try. Yeah, definitely. And that's stuff he had been wanting to do for years. I mean, oh. he's been on Twitch. 
he's been on Twitch since 2014, which the fact that people are just noticing within the past year or two says something, I think. Um, I definitely will say, again, COVID helped him be able to actually sit down and stream a lot more and come up with ideas. But really with Twitch, like I have to give a lot of that success to him. He is, he's authentic on the platform. He knows what he's doing. And to the point where, you know, when he kept pushing Twitch, Twitch, Twitch for years. And finally, you know, when we broke out, we found an amazing video gaming manager that we put in place that works alongside us because I don't know that world. I'll be the first to say like half of the time I sound like an absolute idiot when I'm speaking about Twitch. I've learned a lot in the past, but there's so much still to learn there. And I wasn't going to have the time to sit and figure it out while also trying to run everything else and keep everything else moving. So we found um, SideQuest Media, this guy named Shane, who we worked previously with a little bit, put him in place last year and he's been killing it for pain. And again, it's the same type of business model. Pain leads with whatever he wants to do. It's his ideas. We just help maximize it and make people aware of it finally. That's so cool. Um, Yeah, yeah, like the Twitch stuff, like even what's crazy is it's so organically spread. Like even one of my personal friends who does not work in music or anything like that, we were just eating dinner one time and he pulled out his phone. He's like, you have to watch this T-Pain intro to the Twitch. And it was like T-Pain freestyling and just being hilarious. And, and my friend was like, I watched his Twitch every day or whatever, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, Whoa. (laughs) And yeah, Twitch is a crazy world. I mean, like he'll go on there and stream for like 10 hours at a time. I'm like, I don't know how anyone does that or why people can sit there for 10 hours and watch that. But it's a whole, it's a large market of people that are into that. And it's something that he personally is into that it's just about time, you know, everyone was able to kind of capitalize off of it and make it known. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned T-Pain being a marketing genius and I've, I've met him and he is extremely smart, you know, for anyone who hasn't met him, but uh, what's the plan or what's his goal for the podcast? Podcast, Nappy Boy Radio. So it's funny what's out there so far. There's three episodes or yeah, three episodes out so far. Those aren't even the official format of the show. Um, We shot those when we were out in LA and had to put them out first due to sponsorship reasons, but His whole thing was he had, you know, he always has people around and there's the conversations are always either extremely hilarious or just like absolutely ridiculous where he's always like, fuck, we should have recorded that. I'm sorry if I can't swear, (laughs) but he's like, fuck, we should have recorded that. And, you know, he had the idea. He's like, we need to turn that into a podcast. Like, let's make it. I hate interviews. I don't want to be calling people here to interview them. Like they're just conversations with my friends. And it's something I'm already doing. Let's put it out there. So I think you guys, you know, with the upcoming episodes, we have uh, Cheo Nash coming out this week, who's signed to Nappy Boy. Um, they're just like funny conversations. It's not anything too structured. There's no structure at all really around it, minus a few of the games he likes to play with the uh, guests. But it it's working. I mean, we... We signed a deal with Podcast One to put this out during quarantine, and it got a little bit delayed, obviously, because Payne also really 
is specific with how he wants to do this. It's not going to be, ver- he's like, a, again, marketing genius. He's trying to make a difference. He's like, I'm not doing it virtual. It needs to be in person. Obviously we can't do that during COVID times. Now the world's opening back up and we're starting to film a lot and it will just be, you know, a weekly episode that gets put out there. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like a lot of things happening at once, but it's organic, but it's also him not being afraid to try these things or just go extra hard for what works, you know? And I just wish more, I wish more artists either did it or maybe had the ability to do it or the flexibility. I don't know what holds certain people back with their situations, but yeah, I think it's really cool to see, to see T-Pain and it's in you. What's funny is he, I know he's very young. You know what I mean? And people don't really, people don't really think about that. What'd you say? 36. Yeah. People, people don't really know he's 36. Right. No. And, or, you know, not enough. I, I feel like some people are like, Oh yeah, T-Pain, whatever. But he's so young that it's like he had a career and now he has another career. You know what I mean? And, and like, they don't have to necessarily relate. You know what I mean? Like, like what he's doing now does not have to be related to what he did then. For sure. For sure. And that's what, yeah, it will be interesting. I'm excited to, you know, for everyone to hear the upcoming album coming out and we're piecing all that together and whatnot. So it will be cool. It, it, I think it's more authentic to himself and the type of music he personally wants to create versus the sound that was kind of, you know, being pushed upon him to try and stay current or keep up with what was going on. Uh, but I think people, you know, react pretty naturally and it'll be, it's cool. Oh, I mean, I, I 100% agree. I think people are, I think T-Pain is having such a moment and it's only going to get bigger right now and your whole team and congratulations. But yeah, it's like, I just, I just see, I've seen artists like have a five-year run or whatever, and then they try to hold on to it or stay with it. And it often doesn't work, but it's like, what you guys are doing is like, it doesn't matter if he was brand new today or had his past or whatever. It doesn't matter because what you're doing is so good. No one cares, you know, like no one cares about anything beyond right now with you guys. Yeah. That's what we're trying. We're aiming for, you know, like let's stop focusing on the past. We all know the hits he created. Let's get going in the future and what we we're doing right now and current and trying to, you know, that's easier said than done sometimes, but it's even goes down to the planning of the press that we do and the, questions we give to the press you know and whatnot the do not ask questions versus like please ask these questions and stuff so we're trying to be you know strategic about it and make sure people are focusing on the current right now yeah because that's all that matters yeah exactly people can take it how they want and we'll see but so far it seems to be working so i love it all right so last question um just for everyone listening could you share any learning experience that you've had like working with artists it could be t-pain it could be anyone but like maybe when you were doing a project you were like you know what either what you said what you did what i watched you do how you reacted to me like maybe unlock something for you yeah i would say one listening i mean these are gonna sound basic but i'll try and go into detail more listening to your artist or listening to the artist. I've been in rooms where the artist will be speaking on their feelings and I hear them be completely ignored and it turns out south in the end. Like really, really listen. Complaints, concerns, happiness, personal dilemmas, any of that stuff, like everyone's feelings are valid and at the end of the day, you have to realize 
we're all humans. So listen and try to figure out solutions or ways to continue the happiness, I think. Um, communication is, this is going to sound again, so basic, but is such, is the biggest uh, skill you can have, I think, in this business. And that when I say that, I'm not just speaking with about the artists directly. Obviously, you need to have absolute amazing communication with them, but even with outside partners, like uh, one of my old bosses used to use this analogy and is the best analogy, I think, on this world, like in this world for this situation that, you know, if you think of a wheel, us as like either a manager or project manager or whatever you may be, you're the hub of the wheel. The different spokes are all the different departments you have to make sure are in the loop to make the wheel turn. So like the spokes are the artist directly, you know, the internal team that you're working with, whether it be the digital people or, you know, the project manager, whoever it is, uh, PR being in the loop, your booking agents being in the loop, because if they are not all in tune of what's happening down to the finest detail, they can't push the artist forward themselves, you know, um, coming with a radio team as well as one of the spokes on the wheel. If they don't know the information for the streaming, then they're not going to be able to help try to climb the radio charts. If the booking agents don't know how radio is working or how the numbers are doing digitally, they can't raise the price of the artist's fee for shows. Um, Digital needs to know all of this stuff too, to see, you know, oh, I see radios moving in this city. All right, let's try and target this city with digital ads to help boost that the crowd in that area. So I think that's one of like the biggest lessons I've ever learned because I think moving into this, you know, we're trying to figure our ways out, especially when we're starting out. And I don't think I realized at the start how valuable this information is to every single department that you work with, internal or external. Um, that's my best piece of advice, honestly. I love that. And I, I, to even build off that, sometimes, and I think you're going to agree with me, sometimes I tell people, you need to over-communicate. Like, you need to, like, 100%. make sure people hear you. <laughs> 100%. Even to this day, I sit down every single, like, Saturday and go through a massive email, which it looks like a Webster dictionary, and I feel bad to everyone I send that to. But, of, like, tiny little statistics, you know, I see a Shazam chart in this area, all the digital, all the press, all the radio. And I do a BCC email blast to everyone. So it's like, you guys have all the information. I can hold you accountable now because you can't hold people accountable if they don't have the information to move the artist forward. And if they don't have that, the artist is going to stay stagnant. So I love that. And what's cool about what you just said too, is that, uh, it's something I believe, and I don't think a lot of people think about this, is as long as you send the info, it doesn't even matter if people reply. It's like you just need to make sure it's in their inbox, in their text, and like just send everything it. Everything in writing. Yeah, just send it. Like Always everything in writing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Artists, it's like shoot them an update. Obviously, they're an artist. They might not reply, but like they yeah. read it. Like they need to read these things. That's what Payne, like literally I send him so many emails and he doesn't respond, but he reads everything. Cause then I'll talk to him on my phone and be like, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw this. Yep. Yep. So also for artists out there, make sure you read every piece of information you're given. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's going to help you in your career. 
but yeah, that, that, I think that was my best learning experience, honestly. Um, yeah. And what you just said about the artist reading it too, it's like the team works both ways. Like you could have the greatest people around you, but if you're not a team player as an artist, like that's, that's going to be a big problem too. I tell you. Yeah. And think about like, even, you know, when you're doing your selfie style videos, this is just advice for artists. When you're doing your selfie style videos, promoting your song, make sure it's what you want to put out there. Get people hype about it. Don't be like, ah, yeah, this is my song. You know, <laughs> we've run into issues with that in the past where it's like, why should people be excited about it if you're not excited about that? And really pay attention to everything you're putting out there online for other people to see, to sell yourself. So I always use the analogy, like there's a million different toilet paper brands. Why is there commercials for toilet paper? I have no idea. Like, why are they trying to tell you to buy Charmin? It's the same with music. There's a million different artists out there. Why should they listen to your song? Why? What is the selling point to go listen to you? And really think about that because at the end of the day, whatever you put out there is going to sell you. That's 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 really important. And to echo what you just said, when you are an artist and you really believe in your song or you're hyped about it. Mm -hmm. extra promote it naturally and it does better because you're extra promoting it naturally yes it shows it shows people can figure out when like something's an ad or fake you know even when we look at brand deals sometimes which i hope no brands kill me (laughs) but you can tell like this is a commercial someone's getting paid to do this but when it's authentic it moves so much you see the statistics it moves way better than when you're just, you know, half-assed doing it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And we could end on that point, but I'll say to your mm-hmm. point, even if, even if I had XYZ artists in the commercial and they were like, yeah, I like the brand, but here's what I don't like. That's a better commercial than them just lying. Genuinely. Yeah. yeah. Authenticity is key. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, Hey, um, thanks for joining us and we're going to chop this up and put it on instagram and website and audio and we're just gonna help support the movement because and gary v sends his love but uh love seeing you guys win man yeah i was gonna say we gotta get pain back up there so we'll definitely have to reconnect after this i know now, gary, wants to go to, <laughs> gary wants to go garage sale hopping with t-pain <laughs> we had that conversation last time yeah yeah we should make it happen that'd be an amazing content piece he'd be down gary's literally been waiting all right right. i got you on that i got you on that next time we're in the new york area i'll hit you (laughs) all right all right talk to you later so much mike bye thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed it if you have any questions please dm me mike boyd jr on instagram also you can follow 137 p.m on instagram You could tweet at us, you could comment, you could do whatever you want. We'll try to see it, especially if you shoot me a DM. We will see that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.